All right, welcome. My name is Guillermo. Welcome to Fatherhood Talks. And uh, we have uh, something here we want to discuss about, something very important. So over to my left, introduce yourself. My name is Kyle. My name is Jesse. My name is Scott. My name is Rolando. Armando. Uh, we got here three, in, uh, we got all here important fathers. So something we were all talking before we came on was um, an interesting topic that came up is we're seeing a nice trend about dads staying at home. So we pose the question is, are we willing to be a stay-at-home dad? So what do you guys think? Are men now and today be willing to stay home, be a stay-at-home dad versus stay-at-home mom? Okay, so I actually think I do, but I actually don't know what stay-at-home dad totally entails. Like, does that mean that I can try to run a little side operation while I'm working at home, or does that mean that I'm solely devoted to the kid full-time? Because I would, I would love to spend more time with my son, but uh, I don't know if that means, uh, if the stay-at-home dad thing means that I don't provide at all, because that is something that kind of challenges me. Like, I, I, feel, I feel weird to not provide anything, like, financially. Um, I definitely, I definitely know that if I'm there all day, I'll be providing emotionally for my son, and that is wildly rewarding. But I also feel like somehow I'm not doing my duty if I'm not providing financially. Also, well, it went to the. That's what the girls, go, some of the girls go through, though. So I mean, would they have to have like a really good job, or yeah. would you feel comfortable with staying at home, or? But for looking from the male's perspective, man, what what do we know as? What Providers. is this? Providers. Yeah. <clears throat> but this has been going on for what thousands of years that we've been we our identity as a man one of our identity that, that cements our fatherhood our manhood is being the provider so now in essence what Kyle's talking about is are we going against what we've been ingrained in us ingrained in our DNA to be the provider oh, was one of many aspects being the provider what do you think? Um, so for about the first four months of since when my child was born, um, I pretty much was a stay-at-home dad. I had just returned from Mexico probably four months into the pregnancy. Um, and coming in, I didn't have anything set for me. I was still going to school, so I decided to take that time to do that semester with school. And afterwards, when I was done with my classes, be at home with my son and stay there while his mother was uh, off at work. So I, I pretty much was a stay-at-home dad and maybe still am because now I do work, but I'm working overnight. So I'm able to stay with him during the week, during the day. And so I think, I think it's something not many people really uh, expect, especially when you say, hey, I'm, like I'm the one that pretty much does care for my son. Uh, what comes in it with it is a lot of uh, preparing. I noticed it got easier when I prepared with him, when I made a schedule. Um, so right now, he's gonna be nine months tomorrow. And I have a schedule with him where he wakes up at 7.30 a.m. and he's into bed by 7.30 p.m. But within all that time, um, he only has about two hours of wake up time. So 9.30 a.m. will be his first nap and he has about 12.30 p.m. and about 4.30 p.m. So those are, that's all in the schedule and then along with that, he has play time, like free time, uh, floor time, and then 
we also introduce a lot of books and reading and different things. I also do sign language with him. Um, he's nine months, of course, he's not going to pick up on everything, but it's something that I've been doing since he's been born. And he does react to a lot of things that are very common, like for pamper changes or for, for milk eating. He reacts to it. So um, I feel it's definitely something um, that's not expected, but that can be done. It just does take a lot of time and engagement, uh -huh. time to be prepared and engagement you know, with your child to make sure that they're always tended to within that time that you are there. So you have experience to be a stay-at-home dad. In conversation with other men, have have they ever asked you? And if they asked you, how did you feel when they're like, "Oh, you're, what was their reaction?" Was it? Um, so no, I've never actually been asked much about that. Um, but definitely older people, when when I do mention that that I, I take care of my son, they do have that reaction where it's like, "Well, what do you do? Like, how do you provide, or what do you?" Uh -huh. Like what's kind of asking me what's my purpose, but um, um, I was providing all that I could from that time that I did have him when I was not working. I was just going to school, and and my answer would be that, you know, I was in school to hopefully give him that better future, not only in financially, but also to you know set a standard for him more, you know, to give him something to maybe show him like, hey, look, this can be done, you know. Um, I'm currently going to school. I'm going for uh, exercise physiology, and I'm looking after I get my bachelor's to go into a, a doctorate of physical therapy program. So you know, it's a, it's a ways away, but um, those are those are goals that I'm hoping to reach. You know, and definitely um, be an exemplar to to my son to see if maybe he he will follow in a in a in a path of you know educating himself more and knowing that things are possible. You know, things can get done. I think it's great that you stayed home. And I think there's a, a growing awareness of fathers becoming more and more involved in, in their kids' lives. And there's an awareness of, of kind of a void um, from the last generation. And, and some of us here haven't had the privilege of having a father in our lives. And, so I think it's a, I think it's a, a good topic, you know, to be aware of, and more and more men are, are, I believe, starting to get involved in their kids' lives, and, um, you know, as far as your your side hustle, I think, um, I, I stayed at home with my son for the first nine months as well, and I had a side hustle, and during the day I was one hundred percent my son, I worked when he slept. <laughs> and uh, the second he went down, I jumped on my computer, I jumped on my phone, I made phone calls, and I just went at it. And, um, you know, that I, I think that you can do both. And, and um, there is that, you don't lose that sense of I'm not providing is it, with a side hustle. Because you still feel like, hey, I may not be bringing in all the money, but hey, I'm, I'm working, you know, sun up, sun down to provide for my son's well-being or my or my daughter and, and the growth and uh, you know before taking on the task I was reading and, and I'm not an expert by any means but um, just learning that the first seven years of a child's life and the development of the brain and their you know socially and emotionally and their identity 
is during that time it's formed. They're very, um, they're, they're, you can shape them and mold them and, and help give them that security at such a young age, especially during that time. And uh, the more things you can introduce them to, the better, and, and it really lasts a long time, uh, or a long time, throughout the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. um, and so as I was taking on that role, I, it helped me personally to have a side hustle to work when he was sleeping and then um, his mom would watch him at night and then I would just go and work until 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night and then next day do it all over. But while I had that time with my child, I did the study and I, I you know, same as, as you, is that I, I looked, what are his needs? He needs to be scheduled. He needs 14 hours of sleep at night at his age. What are his milestones? What, what foods, you know, should I be giving them? Should I not be giving them? What schedule is a good schedule? And what should a sleep Skype cycle be like and you know taking away all technology and just giving him uh, hands-on toys even at a young age whether he's teething or you know during his development years to help encourage that and and even you know during that time it's unnatural for some guys but to have that physical touch um, while the kid is growing up and rest for a, a son I've had sons and daughter, a son and daughters, and um, with a son, it was completely different. <laughs> right. The, the son was, uh, you know, we'd wrestle around and play, and he's only like 10, 11 months old, and we, I still toss him around on the bed, and, and it, safely, of course. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> disclosure, uh, disclosure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, then with my daughters, it was a lot more of tea time, and, you know, pretend and we play house and uh, dress up and, and all that but just being there was more than anything just the fact that I was engaged I think was really helpful and is still helpful for their development um, during that time so um, I don't even know where I was going with all that but just trying <laughs> to on, on that aspect of staying at home I think it's really interesting that like today's, uh, I mean, you can talk about how economies and markets are changing and stuff, but today you're allowed to have a side hustle where you don't have to physically go have a brick and mortar building. Like you don't have to devote 30, uh, you know, uh, there aren't 30 hours in a day, but I'm sure it feels like it for a lot of business owners. And I think that actually being able to stay home with your kid, like the way you're, you're phrasing it, where you're in their most development years, is like really a blessing to be able to to have that interaction with them because I think you were just talking about previous generations, especially my conception of like the 1950s where dad was gone all day, the sun went down right. and then he gets home and it's late at night and then like at that point the, the roles were like, well, mom should have dinner ready because he's been gone all day and he's been working so hard and he's the one who pays all the bills kind of thing. And it's kind of freeing that we don't have to be stuck in that structure. It's it's uh, something where we can actually um, have time with our kids that, that really just wasn't free for us in the past. And that's one of the things that that um, I take except a three, four, and five year old. So every time I'm buying all this stuff, like same thing every year, little cars. We kind of buying cars for my daughter. You know, she's twelve now, but she don't need them. But it's um. That's what got me to doing the, the side hustle because I just, I thought about it, I'm buying 160 cars. They're mine. People are like, why don't you go to the flea market? I'm like, why? I'm going to go hang out with my kids. I have all year to get rid of them. All year. If you look at it that way, 
that's still, you know, 20, 30 grand. I was like, and that's just one of the products. So, like, I just buy stuff that my kids would do, so, and they get to be involved in the making of it and stuff like that. So, like, oh. So, those are, they're, they're like power wheels or yeah. like a go kart kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Right? So, I bought my son a Batmobile, and <laughs> I spent 400 bucks on it, and it didn't do anything. Like, I was like, what? and it turns out that Walmart, she got the cheaper version of it, but she only paid like 25 bucks. Cause by the time I got down, by the time I got done building it, they're asking me all these questions. I thought, hey, I want a Batmobile. How much are they? Well, what do you want on it? Oh, what do you mean what I want it? What kind of tires? Oh, if we get the big tires? Well, how much was the better tires? Oh, 52 cents more. Well, we'll put the better ones on. You know, what kind of plastic? You know, the whole thing is, they, they have to have raw materials. So everything's, they're like, you know when Walmart's done, doing their multi-million dollar thing and Target and Toys R Us. You know what we do for a living? We make cars. So if I'm entrepreneurs like you, yeah, I got to buy 150 cars, but then that's where I'm trying to find people that want a side, you know, hey, you guys want to go on some cars? Well, I'll split, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I've been doing and it's been fun and that's why I left my bartending job. You know, I was like, Phew. I get to hang out with my kids all day, just go to the park mm-hmm. and like the butterfly clippings and all that. You know, I will donate stuff too for um, to show them. You know, how to how to be. I don't know what's the word. You know, caring and you know for other people that don't have a lot of stuff or like a little kid. You know, something as little as some of the braces I bought twenty nine cents. We got six hundred though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, why not donate them and make it happy? You know, everyone's. They, we give the butterfly clippings too, like them, the little swords, like, uh-huh. and it doesn't, um, and it gives them like a business kind of aspect too, because they'll get involved in, I mean, I'm talking about toys, anything you think of. I'm like, they're helping oh. you sell stuff, but they're also doing social good. They're going yeah, around. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like so the, small scale philanthropy, you're not. And they feel good because they see it on helping. the computer, and then we're building them, like, so which one do you want? This one, this one, this one? How do you work? And we'll package it together, and then, yeah, we gotta buy 500, but I mean, Everyone's like, we should go open up a shop. I'm like, then that just takes away from everything that I've been doing because if with all the products I have, if it takes me all year, I'm good. I'm, I'm going as I sell, but also I, I give um, 50% commission. So when you, when you buy something, it's like when you buy a Batmobile at Walmart and pay 400, that's all you do is pay 400 and get off with it. You go off with it. I have, I got it to where they give me warranty. So as long as I have this business, if it messes up, bring it back. I got a company, send it back too. They'll give me another one. And as soon as you leave this with this car out the lot, you're making money because when someone wants it, don't give them me. Just tell me you need a car. And you make 50% commission. After eight of them, you just got your Batmobile free. So your kids are seeing all this? Yeah, my right? kids are seeing all this. And they're, they're like, Dad, did you get the... Did you... They get so excited because I brought the swords. I got the swords. They're like, What? I was buying the swords at Fiesta that were breaking all the time. All the so light up things every time. Yeah, I bought a, a, about two hundred swords. Yeah. So adding on to what you guys are talking about, we still also see those group that group of fathers. I can't afford to be a stay at home dad. I got rent to pay. I'm behind on my car payment. I got to pay child support and. I need to make some real fast money right now. So, Mr. Guillermo, uh, I'd love to stay home, but I just can't afford it. I got too many bills. How do, how do we balance that? How, we, how do we help dads balance? When is it time to go into the workforce? And when is, it, when is it okay to be, I can go ahead and take a step back? 
or is it even is it is it economics is it or is it just fear of changing and doing something new choosing to be a same whole day and doing that side hustle what is it what skills do i have that i can do that high hustle instead of working in that 14 15 hour days like you see a lot of your colleagues that they're just like you you see they're they're, they're stuck with that mentality I have no choice. I have to work. I have to get these many hours uh, instead of seeing what options are available to me. What, what's your experience in that? Like those dads that are having a hard time. I mean, when, when it comes to financial situations, a lot of times I get tunnel vision, just kind of like he yeah. said, just do it. Yeah. But, but, that, but that, that leads to that same world that you're talking about. Like, it's kind of like, well, what do I do? And I, there's a, I don't know what it is about financial situations, but there's like this feeling of hopelessness. If I, if I'm never able to catch up, I'm never, I'm, the bus is always ahead of me. I'm running. If I catch yeah. the bumper, it's going to drag me and it's going <laughs> to hurt, but I'll be moving forward. And but that's the feeling, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's, I'm, I'm walking face first into sleet, ice wind, and it's going to slice me to pieces and I'm going to keep going. And that's what I felt like, especially, I guess just my, the, age group I was in my dad was a a traveling businessman he was never home he eventually moved away so the only thing that I ever saw was go out there and do it regardless and you you know your your deed if you do and your deed if you don't you know kind of thing Mm -hmm. so um you might as well do whatever you want to stand for and uh I don't, the only thing that I can really really say is that I, I feel like there should be services or resources for, for people that are in that situation. And it's it's hard to say, like, well, where does that money come from? Like, it comes from someone, right? But it's in my experience, it's always been either involved with a church or involved with a nonprofit where somebody's trying to give a hand, uh, uh, not, not a give a handout, but reach a handout. Um, to say, come on, I, I, I got some skills, I got some training, I got some things I can teach you. Um, I have people that I know that can help you in this situation, even if it's, uh, you know, my grandfather used to be a firefighter here in San Antonio, and they used to organize the ticket taking for NIOSA. So it's not, it's not a huge thing, but, you know, it's, what is it, a, a week? Mm-hmm. two weeks a week and uh, it, I remember it was paying $10 an hour and you know it was you know five six hours um, tops because after you take tickets uh, at the doors you go downstairs and you count all the tickets at the end of the night but I mean that's $10 an hour for five days for five dollars each or sorry five five hours for five days uh, I mean it's not a huge amount of money but it'll help you get out of the whole short short term and it's and it's People offering just short-term positions like that that I've seen have done the most good to get people out of sh- short-term problems. Uh, but it's it's always involved a network of people trying to help other people. It's never really been somebody just like, I'm going to magically turn into He-Man today and defeat the world. Like It never works that way in my opinion. So being upon what you say, Kyle, gentlemen, what's it going to take? What do you believe it's going to take? To change this view in society, what do you think it's gonna take so dads will have the support to you know what they can f- say, "I'm gonna be a stay home dad." What do you think is gonna have to happen? Because before you answer <clears throat> that, I, I think I mentioned in another conversation we were having, <clears throat> I had a relative of mine who she stayed in Germany. For an entire year. Are you aware of Germany? Of if you have a child, 
the woman has one year paternity maternity leave paid, but dads have also have one year paid paternity leave. They can't lose their job. Uh, they have to go back into the job. But then men also have this this choice. Take the first six months off of paid paternity and give the second six months to the mother or they take the whole uh, year off. Like to have that kind of support, what do you think is going to have to happen here in the Western in the United States to change? To support dads who want to be a stay-at-home dad. Because we're starting to see research proves that dads are just as important as the mothers. Mothers are very important, yes. But at the same time, dads are just as important. They're not any less important. They're just as important as the mothers. What type of shift do you think we're going to need to have? First thing that comes to mind is social concern. Just the fact that people even care. (laughs) Right. Um, I, I also don't know if people are aware because like you said I I think there is research and data that shows that now but this is the only place I've talked about it I don't ever I don't ever have this conversation with people out randomly on the street Um, I'm I'm not I'm not familiar with other people bringing up you know children need to have fathers in their lives and I think there should be social support for that I think that uh, there should be awareness about it like the only place that I'm getting that is, is here with other fathers in a in a fatherhood program Program. environment like I really don't see it even being talked about and I think that that's what a lot of those um like 5k's and stuff that are awareness whether it's Susan B. Komen or Race for the Cure or if it's um I forgot what the purple one was but it's the ALS right so I mean but they all have their 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 own little awareness programs and I've never really seen a fatherhood awareness program I mean we know fathers exist but we don't support them (laughs) Not that I've seen. Oh. Yeah, because when we put the bags together, there wasn't, like, the bags for the kids, there wasn't, like, a lot of people that came and got the bags, and there was not a lot of people that knew. So I was telling people out there, I was like, I don't know if this is a calling or it was meant to be here, but it's, uh, or the, the fact that my kids are going through it, that I was, you know, but I've seen some friends that, I'm like, hey, stop by this, he's got an amazing parenting program. And I was like, you know, they got a, it's just awareness, I think, too. Because it's, it's um, now I've been telling people, and they're like, what, there's something like, I'm like, dude, you work. You know what I'm saying? Go and, and it's a good, um, I mean, I took it because I had to, but I liked it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I didn't have to do this. It's, I don't know, it's, uh, it feels good. Like, I enjoy coming here, and I didn't know there was that, uh, not that much information on stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because women have, like, all sorts of programs and everything like that. Remember that? Well, me, well, I don't know if some of you remember, may remember. There was a movie a while back when I was a lot younger, about y'all's age. <laughs> um, it was done by Michael Keaton. It was the first movie that I was aware of at the time that came up. Go ahead. Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom is <laughs> the first movie ever, I think, ever made at that time that Michael Keaton went from being a professional in the workforce to now he had to be a stay-at-home mom, a stay-at-home parent, and his wife had to go now and go to the professional career. So it was interesting how 
how they portrayed. But they even called it Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. It wasn't stay-at-home dad. Stay it was Mr. Mr. Mom. Mom. <laughs> yeah, it was called, yeah, that's right. It was called Mr. Mom. And that he ended up enjoying it, but if I remember correctly, it was a lot of chaos. Like, he just, it's, it was like, he struggled, like, it, like for, for things that only, that they portray the mom can, oh, the mom's got it down. But if you have the dad, the dad's going to just go through, you know, through its chaos. I thought it was an interesting movie, but again, Michael Keaton did a good job in the movie. Uh, but interesting, it was called uh, Mr. Mr. Mom. And I think it goes back to what Roland was saying earlier. Uh, when he said that he was taking care of his kid, their first assumption was like, so you don't do anything? Like, <laughs> yeah, so you don't. See, and, 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 but yet, but yet, if you would ask a mom, a female that, oh, I'm a stay-at-home mom, <gasps> oh my God, that, that is, such a blessing? Blessing, that is yeah. so awesome, <laughs> I mean, true. you are really making a difference, <laughs> and when a dad says that, so, yeah. you, what do you do then, yeah. like, what do you do? <laughs> well, yeah. I think what's important is, regardless of your parents staying home, is that, you know, here we are as fathers, is the father is engaged, regardless if we can be engaged during the day and take care of during the day, great. If a father can't and has to work throughout the day, then the important thing is that when they can, that they're engaged, that they're mm-hmm. present. That um, I, I, my dad, thankfully, was uh, home a lot, but there were seasons of his life where he was home but wasn't engaged, um, if that makes sense. Yes. So he was there, but he was so focused on his work that um, he... You know, it was just there. But then there were other times where he was very involved, very engaged with um, any activities, extracurricular that I might have been in, what I w- was involved in, even with homework sometimes. Um, but he was, he was engaged, thankfully. And mm-hmm. I think that's the, that's the main thing is, is instead of stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad is that, you know, somebody's got to work. And uh, the person that is working, that it's important that, you know, in our case, fathers, that when we do get home from work, that we are engaged. Uh, with my son, I had one day that I was so busy trying to get, uh, I was working on something that was demanding my time. And he's only two, and he was doing very well playing by himself for a while with his toys. And I'm here on the phone, and I just to be down with him, I'm on my knees on the floor, you know, sending out emails through my phone. And after probably a, a certain period of time, he came over and he laid one of his books on top of my phone. And he can't even talk yet. And he laid his book on top of my phone, and he reached down and he just looked at me. And I and I, I just I thought, okay, you're right. I need to like relax here and 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 spend that time with him and. Um, you know, we do have to work. We do have to, you know, do what we need to do. But the important thing, I think, is that we are engaged. We are present. We, the, the biggest thing that I try to do with my kids is the eye contact. And, mm. and, 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 and because I've even caught myself at the end of the day, I think, okay, did I purposefully make eye contact with my son? Did I purposefully make eye contact with my daughters when they're there? And that that connection is something that I, I really try to at least establish a few times per day. Is we stop and I, and I just, you know, uh, make that connection. So um, I think that's 
I agree. That's that's very important. And and you said a very powerful word, gentlemen, is about being a stay home dad. Is yes, we can stay home, but if you're not present, if you're not pre- emotionally present, spiritually present, <coughs> mentally present, you can be physically present. But it's just as important to be socially present. Am I socializing on the computer, on my phone, instead of socializing with my child? So by being present, and and there's and, and also you said something also very important is eye contact. That eye contact to a child means love. Mm-hmm. You see me. You're just not looking at me, but you see me. And to a child, when dad has his eyes on them, you are paying attention to me. Mm-hmm. I am worth your time. Because for, for an adult, it's quality of time, right? In a relationship, it's quality of time. To a child, <coughs> it's not only quality of time, it's quantity of time. It's both. I, a child needs both quality and quantity of time together. And that's what a child feels love. So when that, when that dad makes the time to effort to say with his eyes, I see you to a child, that means I'm alive. In his eyes, I'm alive. I mean something. Um, how many of you... Have been in a situation that you weren't looked at. You were what? That you were not looked at. In a group meeting or something. And how did it make you feel? Unimportant. Unimportant. Mm-hmm. You, f- you feel like crap. Right? Mm-hmm. So being a stay-at-home dad. I mean, it's, it's a very powerful. And I, I think in a way we need to maybe reset and have more stay-at-home dads. So, from a social point of view, from a hierarchy, um, I guess one of the big shifts is maybe we're going to have to get it from a political standpoint. Just in Germany, when the government, the German government says, we got to support these dads. Mm -hmm. We have to support these dads. So, any job... In Germany that these dads have They cannot be fired Or let go Because they chose To be a stay home dad for a year And they have to come back To the same benefits and the same salary I think it would be more Of a turn of fathers Staying home If they had that option here probably Because it's It's a huge uh, Stress whenever you first have a kid and they're like little and you gotta worry, you know, you're thinking you gotta get everything. So, to have that cushion like that, I think it would change a lot of things for. I think if a stay, if we, if a dad chooses to stay home, he should also not just get, you know, his paycheck, he should be getting paid. But uh, if a dad chooses to be a stay home dad for X amount of years, you're gonna get a, a huge tax break. Because, guys, you see when a dad is not, is not present. 
how much does it tax society? Well, that kids get in trouble and he's, he's you know, our police force has to <laughs> has to be paid to look after him. Or that that costs a lot more than him, you know, mm-hmm. being raised properly. Mm-hmm. So I think if 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 we if we invest in stay-at-home dads, how much are we really investing in our children and society? And that's actually a really challenging notion for me because politically, um, in the economic world, I tend to be very conservative. But in but in this way, you know, it's a, it's almost it's mental health, but it's public health concern. Right. Uh, so I mean, if you're, you're you're raising damaged people and you're trying to have a strong workforce, like that's the, those two those two things don't go together. So even if you want to talk about whether you're spending in the short term or the long term, like if you're giving fathers the money to go home today and, and do well for their families in terms of being present and, and um, emotionally present and spiritually and all the things that you're mentioning before, then that's, that's just a, a, a deep and rewarding investment for the future. Example, all children in the United States are required to go to school. That's the law, right? Mm-hmm. Rather be public school, private school, stay at stay home, mm-hmm. stay home, homeschool. Home uh, they recognize homeschool. You have to meet this curriculum. You have to turn this amount of homework in, grades, and everything. So, <clears throat> what would it be like? I'm just. What would it be like, and if this world, um, our government said. First seven years of your child's life, a dad has to be home with his children for at least two years of those of those seven. A starting point. Let's say a starting point. Dad has to be home for two years. That's awesome. How would you react to that? Jackpot. <laughs> I think it's fun teaching them like the stuff that you do teach them. You're like, oh, I taught him how to do that. You know, it's just little things that, that, I don't know, my dad wasn't there for me when I was little, but it's, um, it's rewarding, like, to teach them something and, and have, actually get compliments on your kids. Like, oh, your kids are really good. And you're like, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did something. <laughs> so, I don't know, I think it'd give them, um, it'd be a good thing. So willing to be a stay-at-home dad, I think. Uh, I don't know. Just deep down inside, I think a lot of dads would be open to that idea. There's a lot of fear, though, because of the economic part. But in terms of what I would want to do, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's that economic fear, man. It's that that's grabbed a hold of us men in society. That economic fear. That's a good way of putting it. Because unfortunately, what are, what do men have to deal with? They're being threatened at work. Mm-hmm. They're being threatened with child support. Mm-hmm. What do I mean by being threatened at work, being threatened at child support? <clears throat> if you don't pay, you're going to jail. Mm-hmm. We're not discussing if it's right or wrong or yes or no. But the fact that they're being, that, that a lot of dads are being threatened. A lot of dads are being threatened at work. What do I mean by that? Well, if you leave, 
because you got to go take your child or whatever the case may be, uh, don't bother coming back. You're fired. So here I'm being threatened at work. I'm being threatened uh, with child support. I'm even being threatened at home. That if I don't bring this, if I don't do this, you're out. I'm leaving. I'm taking the kids. Regardless, regardless of the issue of it's right or wrong or what the case may be, the, the, the point is, is that this is the dad's experience. He's experienced being threatened. So now I'm too afraid. I have this fear of being a dad. Uh, have you guys ever taken your kids, uh, what's that called? When you slide down the rope? Zipline. Zipline. Oh, Mr. Guillermo, I can't be taking my kids out because if I take them on Zipline, CPS is going to say I'm in danger of my child because they're going to fall <laughs> yeah. at the bottom of the... So, oh no, Mr. Guillermo, I can't do that. Uh, have you ever... Have you, what do you like to... Oh, I love going to the beach. You ever been surfing? Oh, Mr. Guillermo, I can't take my kids surfing because <laughs> even though if I have a life jacket on, there's going to be sharks and I'm in danger of my child and I'm scared yeah. and I'm going to be called yeah. CPS. And it's over and <clears throat> over that... It's that fear that I am afraid to be a dad, to try these new experiences. So I'm afraid to be a stay-at-home dad because now I don't want to get arrested and thrown in jail. I don't want to get charges. I don't want to get, you know, all this stuff that I'm not doing this. So it's like it's almost this never-ending battle of ice skating up. There's a term, ice skating uphill. You try to ice skate uphill. And the hill gets steeper and steeper. Yes, and the hill gets steeper and steeper. Here, try this one. This one will be better, but it's steeper. Yeah. <laughs> it's this one. The next one will be better, but it's steeper, even more steeper. But, but yet with moms, we don't see that. Mm-hmm. It's encouraged. Mm-hmm. To be a stay-at-home mom is a tremendous status. But for our dad to do that. And what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What like? You're lazy? You want to are work? you lazy? You don't want to support your kids? <laughs> yeah. It's like it's a Aren't stumble. You do something yeah. with your life. Uh, yeah. Yes, do something with my life, and it's and so. I am. It's it's the shit, gentlemen. But at the same time, we're 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 struggling. Mm-hmm. This is tens of thousands of years of evolution. And the back in the day, what were we, gentlemen? Apes. We were the apes. We were the hunters. Well, that too. We were the providers. We were the the army. We were the protectors. That's what we did. Some of you guys saw that movie Three Hundred. That that's that's an actual. That's how we were raised. We have to detach from all emotions, weakness. Number one thing: our emotions are weakness. If that is so true. Some of your eyes, when I look in your eyes, gentlemen, when you talk about your kids, I see nothing but love. Nothing. Nothing but love. Pure love. So explain to me then how our emotions are weakness then. I mean, to be honest, when, uh, when the chips are down, emotions usually the thing that still drives me forward because it's like, it's either the love or the passion about a particular thing, but it's like when things are hard, that's, that's the thing I get to hold on to, that, that cause, that relationship that we spoke about before is that um, 
you know, if you want to be dramatic and this is Sparta, like I'm fighting because my son's back home and I don't want this army to get to him. So I'm going to fight it here now. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that invokes that emotion. Um, and that's, I, I need that. Like, I, I can't mm-hmm. say that emotion is weakness in that, in that regard, because that's, what's going to carry me when it hurts, when my toes are broken and I still got to walk, uh, you mm-hmm. know, dragging my foot behind me or whatever, like whatever I have to do. It's not because I'm stoic. I can't feel it. I, it. There's nothing there. No, it's it's there, and I carry on regardless. And I think that that's I think that that's our call. Like we we feel that pain, and we still keep going forward because that's who we are. That's when you go mm-hmm. back to evolution. You know, whether it was me fighting a woolly mammoth or a saber toothed tiger or something, it's not like oh it hurts. I'm gonna stop now. Mm-hmm. Like that's what calls me to move forward. So, gentlemen, this was an interesting topic of conversation. Are we willing to be a stay-at-home dad? I think is a question that we all need to ask. Every dad needs to ask. Are we willing to be a stay-at-home dad? So, gentlemen, I enjoyed this time, and definitely I will see you guys. We'll see each other soon. Thank you.